The ministration you're about to listen to is by Pastor E.A. Odeyemi. God bless you as you listen. Let's worship him for all his great and mighty works in our lives. For all that he's been doing, for keeping watch over us. Until this twelfth month of the year, we're in the last lap of this very year. Let's worship him. Let's exalt him. He has been very, very, very faithful. Father, we bless your name because you are faithful. We appreciate you, Lord. We honor you. We exalt you. Oh, shall we compare your ways? Lord, there is none. Thank you. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. I want us to tell him that this last few days that remain in the year, that he will continue to watch over us and continue to watch over all our loved ones, wherever they may be. Just go ahead and pray that prayer. Father, Lord, this last few days of the year, we ask, O oh Lord, you will continue to watch over us and over all our loved ones, wherever they may be. You have done great and mighty works this year. You have been so good to us. Lord, we want to appreciate you. We ask, O oh Lord, that you will continue your work in our life. Watch over us, O oh Lord. Watch over all our loved ones. Watch over all your children in this parish, all their loved ones, and wherever they may be by this time. Watch over us, Lord. Help us yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Blessed, blessed be your name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And I want you to commit the next year <clears throat> to his hand. I want you to tell him, I say, Heavenly Father, let the year 2022 be the best so far for me. Pray that prayer. Father, let the year 2022 be the best so far. It's our desire. It's our prayer. The year 2022, let it be the best so far. Let it be the best so far. The year 2022, Daddy, let it be the best so far. My Father, let it be the best so far. Thank you, my Lord. Glory be to your name in Jesus mighty name we are prayed glorious father we thank you for tonight we exalt your name for all you have done and all you will continue to do we thank you for how far you have led us in the year 2021 it's been a very challenging year but lord we are still here and because we are here we know you still have a plan a purpose for our life Accept our thanks and praise in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, we pray that you watch over us for the rest of the year. Amen. You watch over all our loved ones. Amen. You watch over every member of this parish. Amen. Wherever they are at this time. Lord, we pray also you will make the coming year, the year 2022, to be the best so far. Amen. Father, let it be so in the name of Jesus. Amen. We ask that you will bless us tonight Amen. and you will glorify your name. Amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Everybody will say a better amen. amen. 
Let somebody shout hallelujah. Amen and amen. We will be looking at a passage of the Bible uh, today. The Lord laid this passage in my heart as I was thinking of what to minister on today. Is First Kings chapter thirteen. First Kings chapter thirteen. I will read the first two verses of that chapter. And then I will tell us the topic that we are examining tonight. First Kings 13, verse 1 and verse 2. And behold, there came a man of God out of Judah by the word of the Lord unto Bethel. And Jerobam stood by the altar to burn incense. And he cried against the altar in the word of the Lord. And said, O altar, altar, thus says the Lord, Behold, a child shall be born unto the house of David, Josiah by name, and upon thee shall he offer the priests of the high places that born incense upon thee, and men's bone shall be born upon thee. The topic we are looking at tonight, very briefly, is titled, The Assignments. The Assignments. God called a young prophet one day out of Judah and asked him to go specifically to the northern kingdom. Judah was a southern kingdom. God asked him to go to the northern kingdom where Jeroboam was the king. In the meantime, Jeroboam had led Israel, the northern kingdom, into idolatry. And God wanted them to understand how terrible their situation was, how far they have deviated from God. So he sent someone who was a prophet with signs and wonders following. Young man, not one of the people that were known as a prophet of that time. And the Bible reveals to us that he came out of Judah by the word of the Lord. In other words, he couldn't have left Judah if not for the word that God asked him to speak. If not that God had led him specifically, we didn't know how long God convinced him before he left his base to go to the northern kingdom. Because, as you will know, Jeroboam, having deviated from God, had become very dangerous. He could kill any prophet. So the prophet knew that this was not uh, a simple assignment. But, the Bible says, he came out of Judah by the word of the Lord unto Bethel. God specifically led him to Bethel. God told him what to do when he gets to Bethel. Because since he was coming by specific word, it means he will meet Jeroboam at Bethel by the altar because the assignment God gave him was to the altar. And Jeroboam stood by the altar to burn incense. So as, 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 a, as a man of God arrived, it was a time Jeroboam was to offer incense on the altar. So he couldn't say, oh, no, 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 I'm not um, worshiping idol." Or no, uh, maybe you have had a wrong report. So he caught him in the acts. And God himself orchestrated all those moves. Now, when he got there, having seen what he saw, he cried against the altar. Now, take note of this. 
The Bible didn't say that he cried against the king. He cried against the altar because there was a spirit that was in charge of the operations in that place. He cried against the altar in the word of the Lord and said, O altar, altar, thus says the Lord, Behold, a child shall be born unto the house of David, Josiah by name. In other words, the king who will be accomplishing something on this altar in the years to come will come from the southern kingdom. You see, these were specific words, specific instructions. Now, God had told him there's going to be a king that will be born. His name will be Josiah. Before that time, there was no king who was bearing Josiah in Judah. His name will be Josiah. He will come out of the house of David. So he will come out of Judah. And he will offer the priest on this altar. Now, this is a very powerful passage that could take us months to testify. But today, we want to look at a few things from this, from this passage. From this passage, we discovered that the man of God, whose name we don't know, had an assignment to the altar at Bethel. God gave him an assignment. And checking through the Bible, you will discover that this was the only assignment he ever accomplished in his life before he died. Meaning what? Everyone that God sent into the world came with an assignment. I want to tell you categorically, there is a specific assignment God sent you to accomplish in the world. God did not create anyone by error. It's possible that up to now, you haven't discovered the assignment. It's possible that you have discovered it, but you have not accomplished it. It's possible that you have discovered it, but maybe you have accomplished part of it. But everyone that came to the world, God sent you to the world to accomplish a particular assignment. In this story, the young man was called to be a prophet, and not just a prophet, but a prophet that will minister at Bethel. Now, in the same story also, we find the name of Jeroboam. Jeroboam was a king who was also raised by God. First Kings chapter 11. First Kings chapter 11, 26 to 40. is a long passage, which I will not read, but just take note of it. First Kings 11, 26 to 40 is a story of how Jeroboam came into the scene. How Jeroboam was revealed to be a man who will be king over ten of the tribes of Israel. You see, by this time, Solomon had already deviated from God. Solomon had become an idol worshiper. His heart has been turned away from God by his wives, several of them. And when these wives are coming from their, from their land, they will come with their idols, the idols of their country, the idols of their fathers. Many of them were princesses. And so when they come, they make their demand. They want temple for their gods. And, and Solomon will acquaint, and he will build a temple for them. And so before long, the whole of Jerusalem was covered with temples to idols. Temples to idols. And this is to tell us something. Anytime you are going to get married to someone, you must not forget that that person has the ability to make you stronger in the Lord or also to turn you against God. That potentiality is there in marriage. Several times when we counsel people about marriage, when people are still in love, so-called, what they call love, 
they will think that they are being driven by an unseen force, which, is, which could be true. They will not listen to reason. It doesn't matter what you tell them. No, 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 we love one another. We love one another. That's what you will be hearing. I'm still handling the case now. Even when all factors reveal that these people have just been infatuated, what the only thing you'll be hearing is, we love one another. We love one another. Just like Solomon loved this woman before they came. But when they came, they turned his heart away from the God of his father, from the God who named him Jedidiah, my beloved. God named Solomon Jedidiah, someone that God loved so much, became a Syria idolater. It's my prayer for us today that none of us shall miss heaven in the name of Jesus. Whatever it is that wants to turn us away from God, the Almighty God will turn it away from us in the name of Jesus. Now, having turned away from God, God had to take some steps to open his eyes to these realities. And one of the things God did was to raise adversaries against him. A man who had enjoyed so much peace in his reign, all of a sudden, he began to have little, little problems here and there, pockets of problems here and there. And one of the problems was raised by this young man called Jeroboam. Jeroboam was in the field one day, and there was a prophet called Ahijah, the Shilonite, who found him in the way. And Ahijah, the Shilonite, took his cloth and stripped it into twelve. And, he sh and gave it to, um, to Jeroboam, that Jeroboam should take ten out of them. And he told him what, what, that, uh, what that signified. He said, take, this, take the ten pieces. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Behold, I will rent the kingdom out of the hand of Solomon, and will give ten tribes to thee. Ten tribes will be given to him. And God told him the reason why he was doing that. Because they, because that they have forsaken me and I worship Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Zidonians, Shemosh, the god of the Moabites, and Milcom, the god of the children of Amnon, Ammon. And I have not walked in my ways to do that which is right in my eyes and to keep my statutes and my judgments as did, as did David his father. Now, what would think that somebody who came in on this platter of gold, somebody who was chosen to lead the larger portion of the kingdom, 10 tribes out of 12, because God was punishing Israel for idolatry, was punishing the house of David for idolatry. One would think that he would have learned firsthand that the first thing that can take the kingdom away from you is idolatry, but he didn't learn. The moment he became king with an assignment, because he also had an assignment upon him, his assignment was that he's going to be king over ten tribes. The moment he became king, he led them away from God into idolatry. He raised altars in Dan and Bethel. He didn't want people to go to Jerusalem. No, they must not go to Jerusalem. He raised altars for them. And the Bible says that became sin for him. In other words, several people that erred in life, it is not because they didn't have opportunity that they failed. It is because they messed up the opportunity. In this story, the young man, the prophet, had opportunity, yet he messed up. Also, Jeroboam had opportunity, yet he messed up. Many people pray, oh Lord, give me breakthrough. Oh Lord, give me opportunity. They will have the breakthrough. They will have the opportunity. But in another six months down the line, it will be a different story. And I believe the reason why God is sending us this message may be because 
He wants us to prepare for the year 2022 because it will be a glorious year. God wants us to prepare and he wants to prepare us for what is ahead because he will open ways for us where we cannot imagine. And all of a sudden, this fellow, this brother, this sister, who has been praying, fasting, asking God for opportunities, we find himself or ourselves in places that you never thought he could get to. And then he will forget the same God who has taken him there. Now, God showed the future to the prophet. God also showed the future to Jeroboam. Yet, even though they knew the future, they had specific instructions about the future. Yet, they failed. You see, one of the prayers people pray often, Lord, open my eyes. Let me see my future. Lord, open my eyes. Let me know exactly what you want me to do and how you want me to do it. Lord, open my eyes. Let me know what my tomorrow looks like. That's a prayer that an average Christian will pray. Every one of us will pray it. But you will realize it is not everybody who can handle information about the future. When you read, if, if some of, I mean, I don't know, some of us, we, have, we must have read the story of Macbeth in um, one of the Shakespeare stories, one of the Shakespeare plays. Macbeth discovered through the three witches that he will become a king. They were coming back from war, himself and Banco. And they told him that he will be king. Oh, Banco, you will not be king, but your children after you will be king. The moment Macbeth got home and told his wife, they began to plot how to be king. It's not everyone who can handle information about the future. Not everyone. At the end of the day, Macbeth and his wife, they became murderers. They killed the reigning king so that they can become king. Information about the future requires that you must become matured to wait until God brings it to pass himself. Until everything that God has told you will become a reality. When you look, when you compare these two people with David, you will see the difference. David knew that he would be king. He knew he had been anointed in the place of Saul. But do you know, David waited for almost 20 years before he became king. Or let me say, almost 10 years. He was anointed as a teenager. He never became king of Israel at the age of 30. He waited. Even when they had the opportunity to throw Javelin back to Saul. So that he will say, ah, he threw Javelin to me. And I retaliated. In self-defense. In those days, power means might. He could have easily killed Saul. And he would become king. But did he do that? It is. You may know your future, but how do you manage the information about your future so that you will not be destroyed by that information? The information that Jeroboam had eventually destroyed him because he became an idolater, and several of his children after him also were idolaters. That was the reason why the northern kingdom was the first kingdom to be taken to captivity. The information that the young prophet had did not benefit him. Even though God told him, don't eat in the place, don't pass through the same way that you have passed to that place, don't do this, don't do that. Everything that God told him not to do, he did. At the end of the day, he was killed by a lion. May I tell you, there is a lion that is roaming the whole world. His name is called Satan. That's what the Bible tells us in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. 
You have to understand that that lion is still very much available, very much alive. Everyone will have opportunity. How you manage the opportunity will be determined by you. Before I round up today, you've got to understand you have an assignment. You are a carrier of an assignment. As I seated here, you are a carrier of an assignment. John the Baptist had assignment. His assignment was to prepare the way of the Lord. Mark chapter 1, verse 2 to 4. To prepare the way for the Lord. That was all the assignment that God gave to him. The Bible says in verse 3, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. John did baptize in the wilderness and preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. That was the assignment God gave him. And then Jesus came. The moment the Lord came, his assignment had been done after Jesus was baptized. And he was able to show to the people, behold the lamp of God that takes away the sin of the world. When Jesus was baptized by him, the heaven opened. There was a voice that came from heaven. He had finished his assignment. few months after that, John was arrested and was put in prison. It wasn't long when he was beheaded. You might be wondering, hey, God called him. God chose him. Why should God allow that to happen? He has finished his assignment. He had completed his assignment. So they told Jesus about what was happening. What has happened? When they told Jesus there was nothing he could do, he left the place. He went on preaching the gospel. He knew that the very reason why John was sent to the world, that reason had been accomplished. Because in those days, a prophet must be endorsed by another prophet. In this case, John the Baptist was known to be a prophet. He endorsed Jesus. The moment he endorsed Jesus, he was on his way to go. These two, both, James, both, uh, both John and Jesus, they knew their assignment before they were born. It's not everyone who will know his assignments. Too early like that. You may not know your assignment even up till now. Before John was born, he had, uh, the mother had the voice of, the, of Mary. And the moment he, she had the voice of Mary, the baby jumped for joy. The baby was baptized with the Holy Ghost inside the womb. They knew their assignment before they were born at all. So they came, fulfilling assignment at the right, right age. Some people will discover their assignments when they are young, like David, who discovered his own as a teenager. Some will discover their own as old people. A man called Simon, in Luke chapter, chapter 2 or chapter 3, the man knew that he was the one who will show the, the people in Jerusalem one day that this is the Messiah. God had told him one day they will bring a child to the temple. The moment the child comes, I will let you know that this is a child. This is the Messiah. Every day, the man will come to the temple area to come and look for Jesus. He will not find Jesus. The man was growing old. He, was, he wanted to die. You know there are people who pray that they will die. Don't you know that? Yeah, and they won't die. In fact, there are children who will pray that they should die. And they won't die. You can't understand. Even some of them, their children will begin to die. They will still be alive. Because there is an assignment. Your prayer today will be, Lord, show me my assignments and don't let me miss my assignments.
The reason why you are in the world is for only one thing. Your assignments. Now, let me take you back to the Old Testament. Now, my and his, and, his, and, her, and her husband, they went to the land of the Moabites. The, 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 the Moabites. Over there, the husband died. The two sons died. But the two sons had married. And then Ruth came into the family. Ruth was a Moabite girl. And somewhere along the line, Ruth, um, um, now might decided to go back to her fatherland. Go back to Israel. The other lady left and said, I'm go, I will go back home and remarry. Ruth said, I'm not going back home. Now my begged her, please go back home. She said, No. I can't have another son for you to marry. She said, I know. But there is something that told me you are my assignment. The assignment of roots in the world is who? Naomi. It is when you fulfill your assignment that you will be rewarded. When Ruth fulfilled her assignment by sticking close to Naomi, she was eventually rewarded. Your reward will never come by just praying. And I want you to listen to this very carefully. What I'm teaching you today is deep deeper than what you must have had for several years of your life. Your reward will not come by fasting. Prayer and fasting may help you to discover your assignment and help you to fulfill them. But it is only when you fulfill your assignment you will be rewarded. So discover your assignments. That's the key to life. Key to success. The assignment of Ruth was one woman. Just one woman. So how then is it that the name of Ruth entered into the Bible? An ordinary peasant girl. There was no reason why her name should enter the Bible. But God wanted to show that when you discover your assignments, nothing is impossible. I am trusting God that somebody will discover his assignment today. It was when Ruth solved Naomi's problem of companionship that God solved our own problem also. Moses' assignments was to bring Israel out of Egypt. Joshua's assignment was to take them into the promised land. Everyone had his own assignment. And the reason why we remember them today and learn from them is because both of them fulfilled their assignments. Samson was a very strong man. Very strong. That he could kill 1,000 man, men at, at the go. But he never discovered his assignment. He was a strong man without wisdom. It's possible to be strong, lack wisdom, and spiritual maturity handle the strength. It's possible to be rich, but you lack the wisdom to manage the wealth, to discover your assignments. The world will not remember you because you have money. The world will remember you by what you did with the money, by fulfilling your assignments. That assignment may be only one person. It may be a community. It may be a nation. 
If people were to be remembered by money, to have lists of people, then they will tell us exactly how much they had. Several people have been so rich, not remembered today. Because they never discovered their assignments. How do I discover my assignments? That's where we are running up today. How do I discover my assignments? 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For the spirit searcheth all things, deep things of God. Are revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the revealer of divine secrets. And when you wait on Him sufficiently long enough, we reveal to you. When you walk with Him and you develop that relationship. That friendship with him, he will begin to reveal the future to you. But from the little you have had today, not only will he reveal the future, you must also ensure that you keep asking him to help you to know how to manage future information. Mission about your tomorrow. Commission about your tomorrow. I am praying for someone today that this message will not fall on dry ground, but it will bring up. It will bring up. It will, uh, it will bring us, um, um, what do you call it? Fruits that will bring you to fulfilling God's purpose for your life. In the name of Jesus. This is a message that you will have to listen to over and over again until you understand your assignments. Paul, the apostle, who was originally called Saul of Tarsus, discovered his assignments. And in Galatians chapter 1, Galatians chapter 1, he said from verse 15, but when, now let me start from verse 14. Oh, let's start from 13 actually he said for you have heard of my conversation in time past in the Jews religion how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it he spent several years wasting the church killing putting people in prison in verse 14, he says, I'm profited in the Jews' religion. Profited means I was I, I I gained fast promotion compared with my age. Fast promotion above many my equals in my own nation. Being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of my fathers. Verse 15. And when, but when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the heathen, immediately I conferred not with flesh 
and blood. Now, when you read that verse 15, he said, when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb? How did he know that? Did he discover that in his mother's womb? No. He didn't know about his assignment until he had become a grown man, an adult, until he had succeeded in life, as it were. You see, some people, it is success that debars them from from discovering their assignments. The fact that you have, dis you have succeeded in a certain way does not mean that you have, di you have discovered your assignments. It does not mean you are fulfilling destiny. He had succeeded so much that nobody can walk to Paul and say, eh, I am Professor Susu. God told me that you must stop what you are doing and become a Christian. He will cut off his head. Is that not correct? He will just, he just kill him. So what is it that God did? God had to use force to bring, down, bring him down from his pedestal and blindfolded him for three days. And then all of a sudden, he discovered, ah, there is someone more powerful than me. I thought I was powerful. It was then he sat down and he began to recalibrate his life. I said, ah, there must be a reason why God brought me to the world that I didn't discover before, that I'm just discovering now as an adult, as a successful adult. Then he turned his life over. Many of you in this church have worked in the civil service for several years and you retired. You might think that I haven't worked in the civil service for more than 30 years or less or more. And you have retired and maybe they even gave you certificate of uh, achievement. You have achieved. You have accomplished your assignments. May I tell you, maybe you have not even started. It's possible that all these years you have not discovered assignments. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. We are grateful, oh Lord. Hallelujah. We are grateful, oh Lord. Hallelujah. Just go ahead and thank the Almighty God for for these insights that you had given to us today. Appreciate Him and honor Him for His purpose for your life, for the assignments that He has given to you. Because you are not a mistake in creation, God sent you here for a very important purpose thank you for this thank you thank you thank you appreciate him honor him bless him exalt his name he's the only one who could have given us this insight he knows the rumblings of our hearts he knows the questions that we've been asking that nobody can answer for us except by the Holy Spirit. Thank him. Thank him that he has not forgotten you. Thank him that he has you in mind. He's thinking about you. And thank him that you are not in the list 
are wasted. You are not a mistake. You are not just a number here on earth. You are not just a number. If a shepherd boy will become the king of Israel, there is nothing impossible. If a prostitute like Rahab will be mentioned in the lineage of Jesus, there's nothing impossible. There's something unique about everyone that God sent to the world. There are people that we will call lesser characters. Yet, as far as God is concerned, there is no lesser character. We are all important in his plans and purposes. Lord, we thank you. We honor you. We appreciate you for today. What a good God you are. Thank you, my Father. Jesus, mighty name, we are prayed. I want you to pray this prayer to the Holy Spirit. The Bible says the Holy Spirit searches all things. In fact, every deep thing of God, he knows them all. I want you to say, Heavenly Father, through your Holy Spirit, reveal to me my assignments. Pray that prayer for yourself. Reveal to me my assignments. Through your Holy Spirit, my Father, reveal to me my assignment. Holy Spirit, that's my prayer today. That's my prayer. Don't let me miss my assignment, O oh Lord. Don't let me miss my assignments. I am peculiar to you. I am beautifully crafted by you. You spent time creating me. You have a plan. You have a purpose, a man with an assignment over my head. Don't let me miss that assignment. Thank you, my father. And blessed be your name. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Just for one or two minutes, you may have your own personal prayer that you want to pray. Before I join you, uh, to join my faith with your own, please go ahead and pray them now, and then we'll just pray together after all. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Precious Father, we thank you today. We honor your name. We appreciate you because of the word of life that have ministered to us tonight. Accept our thanks and praise in the name of Jesus. Daddy, we ask, O oh Lord, even as you have ministered unto us, Pray you will use our life also to minister to others in the name of Jesus. 
Father Almighty, during this Christmas season, Lord of heaven and earth, there are several people around us in our community, in our families, several people in our, commun- in, in, our, in, in our towns and villages that God will send us to, to minister to. Father Almighty, we pray we shall not min- miss our assignment in Jesus' name. King of glory, we don't want to live and go through this life as if we have never lived. Lord, we pray that whatsoever you have to do to open our eyes through your Holy Spirit to discovering our assignment, Daddy, please do it in Jesus' name. King of glory, we pray that all of us together we shall fulfill destiny. My Father, we ask you, God, that in this nation, Nigeria, you will use us to change things around in the name of Jesus. All your children who are not here tonight, Father, wherever they are, be with them in Jesus' name. Father Almighty, watch over us. Watch over them. Preserve everyone from evil in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray, even those who have traveled and those who will yet travel, you will bring all of us back safely in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We are also asking Heavenly Father that all our prayers for Nigeria will be answered in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Daddy. As your children have called upon you tonight, let every prayer item become a testimony. Thank you, Daddy. Bless these offerings. Father, bless our offerings. Accept them. Pray, Lord God of heaven, that every one of us we shall return with testimonies. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Everybody will say a better amen. We hope you were blessed by this podcast. You can send feedback and inquiries to centralparishradio at gmail.com. Do subscribe to receive notification of new episodes. Thank you.